Shopping.net. The Iowa men's basketball team is in action in Omaha tonight. Hawkeyes face eighth-ranked Creighton in the Gavit tip-off games. Elsewhere, top-ranked Kansas plays number 17 Kentucky at the United Center in Chicago tonight. Nightcap of a doubleheader with Duke and Michigan State up first. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones confirmed today that linebacker Leighton Vander Esch will miss the rest of the season due to a neck injury that could be career-ending. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, now we're number two, Mallory Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, we are here until one. Uh, Trent's plays of the day, Frank Schwab, bottom of the hour, yahoosports.com on the NFL. Let's talk some college football. Bama Bob joins us. Uh, pretty interesting week of college football. So we, uh, I don't know, cream rising to the top, a little separation, perhaps. Uh, some haves and haves nots and pretenders and contenders played against each other. We sorted a few of those out this weekend, including small game James. Isn't that what you call him, Bama? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think that was Trent. But yeah. Well, whoever won you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he and he lives up to it, doesn't he? Every yeah. single time, seemingly. Every oh. single time. A lot of games yeah. to cover, uh, and there were three of such games, I thought, boys, in the SEC this weekend. Uh, Trenton, and let's start with, uh, with, with the Georgia game. You are going to, if you had a vote tonight, you would put Georgia back to number one based on just how they crushed. Uh, were they nine or ten Ole Miss? Number nine, nine. Yeah, nine Ole Miss. Um, Beck? Moving up on the Heisman odds, I guess, or moving mm. closer to the top. I hate that. Come on. Carson, no, I'm not thinking he's the guy. No, either. Carson Beck should not even be in consideration. No, if there's because, a guy in the SEC that deserves to be. Yeah, not, not with the guy at LSU, no. Right, Dennis Daniels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Th- that's a reason that Heisman just conversation annoys the crap out of me anymore. It has evolved over the last two decades into best player, best team. And there's been a couple instances. We see RG3 and Lamar that have won it. But mm-hmm. for the most part, that's... That's not what this award was. That's yeah. certainly not the award that I grew up rooting and enjoying the conversation. It's morphed into something that it never was. And, and that's why the Heisman conversation. Uh, Carson Beck, come on. No. It's not a Heisman trophy. Winner. But should Daniels be with, with yes, LSU? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Most outstanding player. He is. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, well, you, and you I'll saw- tell you, I, I don't know if you saw that. And this is to Trent's point, okay? And this was more about uh, Darky No. Was it, what's his name? The, the guy from. Um, Dar- uh, Network. Uh, no, the uh, from the ACC Network. Daria Nico- uh, Daria Noka. Yeah, is that his name? I think so. He yeah. was just he was an on, anchor well, was... on the Sports Center for a long time. Yeah, he he's on the SEC uh, Network. And they were doing the SEC recap show after the Daniels game, which was which was incredible. By the way, just now I think, but his point was, and it was just right after it. And of course, you know, USC and Oregon were about to come on because it was a late game, and. And he said that, look, I don't care what Bo Nix does tonight. Uh, it, you should not count it. You can't compare what he's, whatever he's going to do because it's against USC's crappy defense versus what Jaden Daniels just did against Florida. I'm mm-hmm. like, have you seen Florida the last three years? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's as bad as it's ever been down there. And, uh, so it's that kind of hype and everything that to, to Trent's point that just kind of, it does go over the top, but, Look, I don't know who the front runner is. I don't really care who wins it. I think it's, I think it's Daniels, Knicks, 
and and panics. panics. You just which, whichever order you want to put them in, I'm fine with. You know, whatever your biases are, I don't care. McCarthy, uh, I'm. Yeah, um, I just didn't throw, throw the ball, the ball in the second, second half. <laughs> yeah. But Come again, on. I mean, you know, who is he beating? And I understand that he's he's you know the quarterback of the number two or whatever you want to rank team. And Daniels has lost three games, and I, I just I, the, the the show he did put on and. Nobody else would have put up those numbers, uh, or he wouldn't have put up those numbers against any other defense. This defense is worse than Vanderbilt's. Florida's is. I mean, it is it is appalling. But um, you know, we'll save that for another day. I guess the other, you know, Missouri is the yeah. story of the week yep. to me, and and the way they just pounded Tennessee, and then and that running back Cody Schrager. Where did he play, Trent? What did you say, Bill? Where did you say he played? Truman State. Truman State. Yeah, Truman Jeez. State. Yeah. I mean, he he reminds me a lot of Will Shipley. I mean, just just a he's just a football player. Uh-huh. I mean, and I didn't see that coming. And look out, boys! But I mean, I'm sorry, Ken. I didn't mean to do it to your Wildcats. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was just that was a, that was Alabama's most complete game of the year mm-hmm. by far, start to finish. You take you taking this consideration the early start time, which was really eleven o'clock their time. It was noon Eastern. Uh, you know, there's an hour difference, believe it or not, between Tuscaloosa and Lexington. Um, so it was an early start, coming off the high against um, uh, you know LSU. Not a named, you know, the Iron Bowl kind of hanging out there. Not a named opponent, and they just came out and punched him in the face. And I just that to me was the most complete. That te- that's a team that they can get in is going to cause they're going to cause some problems. I mean, we wouldn't have thought that after week two against Texas. But now, they have a Texas they problem. In? They have a Texas problem. Big. They Texas have a problem. big Texas problem, yeah. and uh, they could have used a little help from Miami the other night and didn't get it. They really could have used some help from TCU mm-hmm. and didn't get it. But yeah, almost they did. Have a Texas yeah. pro- almost did. And I was watching that. Uh, they they do have a Texas problem, but uh, they're going to have a Georgia problem, I think, in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see how we'll see what happens when we get there. But I think that game now is a toss up. I really do. I think uh, and Georgia's what favored what four? I see that trend. Yeah, I think it's about four, which is probably about right because it's it's in Atlanta and it's on turf and they're two time defending national championship, one hundred twelve games in a row, whatever it is. I mean, hmm. um, it you know it's they've got better weapons, I think. But I just I would have thought you know beginning of the year I thought well. A, Alabama's never going to get there, and it's going to be a two-touchdown spread, and uh, we'll see how close it is. But both of them have a little bit of work to do. Uh, They're going to be there, but both of them have a little bit of work to do uh, before they get there. Uh, the Pac-12. Remember when Colorado was the thing back in September? Yeah. Felt like a lifetime ago. It, it really it? does. <laughs> I mean, they're, they've been stuck on four, and they've got who? Washington State. On Friday night. Yeah, and then a real yeah, tough one. Pullman. And then Utah. Oof. Utah. Is they're that not going it is? to a bowl. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're not going to nope, a bowl. They're not they're going to a bowl. Foreign, uh, was it four and eight? Five four and eight. Seven, whatever they are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what about the Pac-12, Trent? What caught your attention in the Pac-12 this week? Well, you know, uh, Utah just hanging around against Washington, that team that has been decimated by injury. How about the kid on Washington who dropped the, the pick six yes. at the two-yard line? And How does that continue to happen? I don't get it. And this one, usually it's really close. This is two yards away. <laughs> right. And it's not a freshman. This is a fifth-year senior. Right, yeah. It just you're. It is one of those things that is absolutely My baffling. Mind. 
that that can happen, but it continues to happen there. But Washington, it hasn't been pretty for a month and a half now, mm-hmm. but they keep finding a way, and they got a couple more biggies in front of them. This week, though, we'll get to it Friday. Ah, you got a mm-hmm. feeling, do you? I got one circle, that's for sure. All right, Bama, your thoughts on the uh, Pac-12. What stood out to you? Well, I know what Trent's where he's going to go this Friday, and Oregon State boys going to have a lot to say yeah, about who plays in the Pac-12 championship, and it could be them that plays in the Pac-12 championship because they have the Huskies, and then they go to Eugene. Um, look, they're to me, to me, Oregon State's a great story. They're eight and two. They're they're the Missouri of the Pac-12. They're eight and two. Uh, they they haven't played the two big boys yet, if you will, and they're saving those. That's that's a hell of a way to end the season. With those two games and the conference, just, yeah, right in the conference. That's true. That is that is very true. They could wind up being uh, one of the last two teams. They could be the last team standing Oof. in the Pac-12. Who would have ever thought of that? But mm-hmm. uh, you know, UCLA. I don't know where their season has gone. That was a bad loss at home. Uh, you know, I don't know if you saw any of the. You probably didn't watch much of it or see the highlights. I mean, the, just nobody in the stadium. Remember how it was for Colorado a couple weeks ago, whenever that game was played? I mean, the darps were back on for Arizona State. I don't know what you do with that program. Oregon, Bo Nix just keeps going along, and you know, uh, I don't care what anybody else says. Uh, I know it's USC, but 412 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, I mean, he just keeps, the, the, the numbers he's putting up are are staggering. Uh, the, I think they get a little bit of a break this week. They do, uh, you know, they got to go to the desert. So you would think they'll be okay, and then they get the Civil War. But um, look, it's it's Washington and Oregon right now. With Oregon State's going to have a lot to say about it. But um, Utah spunky effort. Uh, you know, we keep throwing dirt on Washington, and they're t- they're ten and zero. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> you know, so, and and I I agree. If they played today and the, they played in Eugene, I would they you know Oregon would probably be a four or five point favorite, but. They're not. They've already played Washington one, and Oregon's not guaranteed to get nope. into that game, especially depending on what happens. Uh, you know, the last uh, in, in the last game of the year. But um, we keep throwing dirt on them. But yet they still, if, if they win, they got what three more games. If they win them, they're going to the playoff for sure. Um, Washington State. I remember talking about them a lot early in the year. They were four zero. They've lost six straight. Um, let's go yeah, to the kind of a yuck game. I mean, it's an entertaining game Friday, but two teams that no, we I'll, thought, watch. We I'm thought in. would go. Oh yeah, we we thought would go. Oh wow, look at this! Going to be a great game, and I don't know that either one of them is going to go to a ball game. Uh, Big Ten Trent talked about Michigan and Penn State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State flexing a little bit over Michigan State, but they're bad. Your thoughts on the Big Ten this past week? Uh, Northwestern, again. Is he coach of the year? I mean, yes. I keep hearing Ferentz, and Ferentz has done a nice job. Mm-hmm. But he was supposed to do a nice job. They're supposed to be 10-2, and 9-3. Right. Well, they also have had yeah. a ton they of injuries. They got a ton of injuries. Yes. I get it. Yeah. But David Braun was given the job in August, August. Yeah. Uh, with what was Figured left out. of the roster. Here you go. <laughs> a team that didn't just win, got here in January. Didn't win a game on Continental soil a year ago. They won their only game in Ireland. They They're were going, one at eleven. That's right. They beat Nebraska. Right, and now They're real, going to a bowl game. One more win is all yeah. it takes. And they're favored over Purdue this week. I, I would think so. I think yeah, Purdue absolutely. was uh, opened as a slight favorite, and it's come back Northwestern's way. Yeah, Bron's the coach of the year. Yeah, three hundred twenty-four yards of total offense. They got Brian back. It's yeah, Northwestern. Uh-huh. Northwest. Uh-huh. Did we think we would be talking Northwestern in November? No. Well, just because they played Iowa a little bit, but not to not, you know not in the context yeah. we're talking about. Yes, I agree with you. Nebraska can't find that sixth win. Bama, the Big Ten this week, your takeaway. 
The under lives. I mean, 22 to nothing. <laughs> Hawks did their part. Iowa scores 22 points, yeah. and the under still hits. It is just amazing how that works out. And But, you know, good. <laughs> Again, good game for Iowa. I mean, how, their best win of the year. I don't know. You guys watched it. I didn't see a play of it. Yeah. Um, you know, Rutgers are not a bad team. They no, kind of good. plugged it out yeah. with Ohio State. And I look, that's all you can, again, all you can do is play the team in front of you that week. And I give them credit, you know, 22 to nothing. But again, when I saw that score come across, I just chuckled because I'm like, well, listen, Iowa tried. If Rutgers mm-hmm. scores a touchdown, you know, the over would hit and everybody, you know, would lose their money. But, um, you know, not much. Michigan, Penn State's really the story. And again, I, I just don't know where they're going to go with with James Franklin. And I don't, I, you know, nobody's listening to excuses anymore mm-hmm. from him or what. And I don't even know what he said after the game. It really doesn't matter. I thought Michigan would come out with the Harbaugh situation and really rally around him. And you saw that after the game, a lot of emotion and and whatever you think of it, whatever you think happened, didn't happen, whatever your opinion is, and the injunctions and everything else on the field that team rallied around their coach and I think they're going to continue to do that. And in a couple weeks when that game's in Ann Arbor, uh, I think Ohio state's in a little bit of trouble. Um, everything else, you know, Illinois, they got, they need one more to get to a ball game. Um, they, you know, with the win over Indiana, they've, they've got Iowa and then Northwestern uh, I think. and then Northwestern. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, how about, you know, what if Northwestern and, and Illinois came down to needing to Wait, that, that would work. That would work. Yeah, that would I, that'd yeah. be some reason to watch. I mean, not many people would, but I would. Yeah, I mean, that would be depend what to, else is on. Sure, but yeah, you're right. Sure, to watch that game, uh, Wisconsin again. You know, talk about how good Northwestern's been. They've been really disappointing mm-hmm. up there in the you know the dairy raids, just not working out right now. Uh, but you know, it takes a while to to flip systems and schemes and everything else. But I mean, the story of it to me, if, if there's one thing, it's just it's Penn State, and they can't win a football game against a good team, whether it's at home or on the road. And James Franklin, they got him for six or seven more years. So congratulations. Yeah, that. well, a and thought they had Jimbo Fisher for that long, and they, and they don't. Oh. You know, Drew Aller, he was um, – Oh, my God. All the, I guess, hype around him – and. It, I mean, he doesn't look like a guy's thrown 21 touchdowns against one interception, Trent. That's his numbers. 21 That's and nuts. 1, right? And I don't think he's had that good of a year. No. Or lived up to the hype, maybe. maybe check down just, Charlie. Check down Charlie. That's what he has been all season yeah. long outside of a couple of moments against Maryland. Yeah, that's not real good. Uh, Big 12, Trent, what uh, did you see in the Big 12 that floated your boat? Well, we know about the entry, obviously, at the quarterback position to Kansas when Daniel went down. And now Mm -hmm. you throw Jason Bean and young Cole Ballard. He's not the dude. He's not either of those two guys because that Kansas offense was yuck against Texas Tech. I didn't see a play. And after having a real opportunity to maybe even get to a Big 12 championship game, it falls apart at home against a Texas Tech team that was a defeated team. That's what this league is, though. Well, seemingly anybody can beat anybody, coupled with... So is Bean out now? I Like, out-out? I, I have not seen anything definitive. Uh, I'm trying to find an update. Um, no, I don't see anything. Expected to play Saturday. Is he expected? Yes. Okay. Well, that's good news for them. Trent, uh, Trent, Obama, anything on the Big 12 stick with you? Uh, I mean, to me, guys, you, you guys would know this you know, better than I would. Iowa State, is that their most impressive win in how long? Five years? I mean, I know they've had bigger wins. I'm not uh, saying it's their biggest yeah. win. But start to finish, they were, what, a four-point dog? What was it, on the road? 
mm-hmm. against BYU, and we talked about how good BYU was at night in Provo, and they just came out and took them behind the woodshed. Yeah. And got out of the Oklahoma State game this, but yeah, I think probably the BYU game was I mean, their best win. The win against Oklahoma that they had. I mean, there's oh, been we're going back. Yeah, right? I, I mean, this year. Yeah, oh, this year though. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah, there's bigger wins. I'm you know just just go back to Matt Campbell. Okay, I mean, there's bigger wins. I'm not saying that you know. I think you know the Oklahoma game was a bigger win. It was unexpected, but just start to finish yeah. and taking a quality opponent on the road that plays well at home at night and just. At night and just spank them forty-five to thirteen. Never in the game, and I just think—I mean, it's 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 really really impressive. That game just stood out to me. I watched a lot of that one late um, uh, Saturday night. Uh, you know, really not much. I mean, I don't know where Oklahoma. I did not see UCF forty-five to three. I don't know where Trent what did. I didn't there. either. Well, I you mean, didn't see forty-five margin, three, no. but you saw no. you saw bad line. That thing stunk coming yeah. off bedlam, and yeah. that point spread told you everything you needed to know. Yeah, and you yeah, were right. and you know Texas again, uh, you know, and that was with Ewers at quarterback. So there's a little bit of hope for Alabama fans down there, hmm. um, you know. But I mean, TCU tried to come back, couldn't. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just. I think we're just. Uh, I don't know who's the favorite in the bank has, has anybody clinched yet i guess the no. spot in that game i don't no. think so either i'm looking at the standings and i'm just going oklahoma state really didn't do themselves any favors with that loss no um, it's a it's a total big, mess bama it's it's complete chaos it, and their the tiebreakers are idiotic <laughs> their tiebreakers there, are there's idiotic. going to be there's going to be at least i think there's going to be even if texas wins out I think you're going to have three teams or two teams tied for something that didn't mm-hmm. play each other, and then I don't know how they're going to figure that out. I'm not um, sure they you know, do. Draw them out of a hat or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's Iowa State. Just just huge, huge win. I Just good for the program. And now they're, like we talked about, they're bowl eligible. they got a couple really testers. And, man, there are a lot of Cyclone fans down here this week, I <laughs> promise you. Yeah, I because we could use a favor uh, down here in uh, in Alabama. You know, no doubt about game. it. So, uh, Trent, yeah. the ACC played this weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. They're still playing football they're still in that conference, playing football, huh? yeah. <laughs> Basketball started, but they're still going to finish out the season. All right, my biggest oh, takeaway is... Good game. I don't have one. You know I, I watched a lot of the Florida State-Miami games. Did you? After Iowa wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was fun. It's, just it's, seeing the uniforms. It was... That is a good nostalgia game. more than anything. Yep. Um, is Clemson finding their season too little, too late? I mean, the beat Georgia Tech was Jekyll and Hyde. No, nothing. No. I, I I don't think so. I mean, I just you know, it's it's just they're they're part of the slot now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. There's one team in that you go. I mean, Louisville is kind of the the shock story there, if you want to. But um, you know, Florida State and and good for them. And we uh, listen, Jimbo Fisher made the news this week, obviously, with that, I think is going to be a game changer for coaching contracts going forward because I don't care who you are, and and the AD talked about it, that it's the amount was staggering, or monumental, I think is the word that he used, and, you know, they'll pay it out of the foundation and all that kind of thing. But, guys, they're going to – I mean, he is going to get over the 12 years – Four, you know, five being employed or five and a half plus what's left, he's going to get a hundred and twenty-five million dollars from that university to coach for basic to win forty-five games. Mm. It is an absolutely staggering amount of money. Um, boosters are paying it. Uh, you know, they wanted to fire him last year. The AD said no. Um, 
You hired Petrino. That hasn't worked out. I don't know why they waited until they come off a 51-10 to win to do it. Maybe because Alabama officially clinched the SEC West, and maybe that was the stated goal, that if you don't win that, you know, you're not going. I don't know. But good. the point being, he, you know, good for Florida State for sticking with Mike Norris. This is what can happen if you stick with a coach. Now, Fisher's had his time, and I don't think it was going to get much better. But, you know, guys like Elko, who, you know, had a, they had a really tough loss at North Carolina. I watched the end of that game. But, yeah, no Riley. Uh, Leonard didn't uh, yeah, play. No, Leonard did not play. Um, I just think Florida State, I've, I've been on them all year. They're not going to lose in the regular season. I, I think, you know, look, Florida is just an abject disaster. They've got North Alabama this week, and then they're at Florida, and then they're going to play Louisville probably in the uh, ACC championship game. They're going to be heavy favorites. So I think – they're going to the playoff. I just I don't see how you're going to keep them out of it unless something really crazy happens in the ACC championship game. So that's the story in the ACC really this year. North Carolina we thought would be better. They're eight and two, but you know just they, they've had a couple of tight games and tight losses, and then Clemson is just falling out of it, falling off the face yep. of the earth, which is unusual. You didn't I didn't see that. Coming. Not that bad. Not a to bounce back year for them. I thought, hey, okay, listen, we got DG out of the way. You know, look at what he's doing at Oregon State, and then you bring Klubnik in, and he's been hurt a little bit, but um, not as good as Dabo I thought be- he was. He wasn't. He's nowhere no, near the player I thought he was. Dabo be. better start learning how to employ the transfer portal, yeah. or it's just going to be eight and five every year. Yeah, you're right. Bama will talk on Friday. Thank you, buddy. We'll have a slate of games to opine upon and preview when we reconvene on Friday. Have a good week, Bama and, Bob. Thank you. Including the big Alabama Chattanooga game. Can't that's done, that's, that that's on top of the list. <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. Take care, guys. Good to talk yep. to you. 1225, Bama Bob, as we check in on college football. Trent, before we uh, do the uh, the key word, we can uh, let folks know that if you, uh, you want to go to the Hawkeye-Illinois game, mm-hmm. it's not a call-in. It's a Miller and Condon Twitter account, correct? That's right. Just jump on Miller and Condon, at Miller and Condon is where you can find us there. And it is a contest the winner will receive two tickets to the Iowa-Illinois game at sold-out Kinnick Stadium. Based what on tonight? Yes, tonight. Iowa-Creighton combine points between the two. But make sure you look through and make yeah. sure that somebody else hasn't taken your number. If you think it's going to be 110 to 105 and you want 215, make sure nobody else has 215 points in there. Use the hashtag Fuller Dental because if you don't have it in there, you're done. You have to have it because that's how we search for it. And if it's not in there, we don't see it in the search. We'll never find you. And you will not have those two ducats to Iowa, Illinois. I think Dr. Fuller's given us tickets to Nebraska, Iowa. Oh, he's got a pair for that too, huh? Yes. Um, hmm. So if you are in the market for a new dentist, if you're new to the air, if you're a Hawkeye fan and you want to support Dr. Fuller for what he does for our show, giving us season tickets to the Hawkeyes, we've got four tickets for the Iowa men and women when they're at Wells Fargo still to give away. Uh, thank Dr. Fuller. Uh, if you, if you, look, if you have insurance and you haven't used your dental insurance so far, it, it runs out at the end of the year. Two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines or 509 8th Street Southwest. That's their, I was going to call it new but it's two years so it's still relatively new uh, location in altoona but a couple of locations online fullerdental.net you can win illinois iowa tickets go to the miller and condon twitter account total points creighton and iowa tonight we'll take a time out but before we do that it is time to claim some nil money 
Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword grand in the pop-up box. Grand at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Grand at KXNO.com. Frank Schwab next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515 525-8866 for a free estimate or go online at Wolf Roof for Elite Eye Care. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on. Joined again by Dr. Ethan Heisman, Elite Eye Care, with locations in Waukee, two in Ankeny, and Norwalk. Dr. Heisman, getting older, I wear contacts. What do you have so I don't have to deal with cheaters? Multifocal or bifocal contact lenses. These lenses are very well designed and very comfortable so that when you wear them, you can still enjoy nice, crisp, clear vision far away, but then you can also still see up close without having to throw on reading glasses. Waukee, Ankeny, and Norwalk. Fourth and Andy sent you. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 800 Miller Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trends plays of the day, Circus Sports sponsor those. They're coming up. Right now, Frank Schwab, our friend from YahooSports.com, joins us to talk a little bit uh, of NFL with Frank. Frank, Trent and Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on. How are things, Frank Schwab? Doing well, doing well. How about you guys? Doing pretty well. Trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> NFL's got us baffled, Frank. It really does uh, in so many ways. Did you learn more last night about Denver's playoff hopes or Buffalo's playoff hopes? Boy, uh, I mean, probably Buffalo. Although, I mean, you talked about trying to figure things out. Like, I mean, the Broncos at 1-5, and five, there were no signs of life. I guess at 1-5, and five maybe, because they had just battled hard against the Chiefs on Thursday night. But before that, their first five games, they looked like one of the worst teams in football. They, like, they, like, literally, people were talking about a Sean Payton tanking for Caleb Williams. And, you know, bring up an old video we talked about, you know, Caleb Williams is the kind of guy you want to tank for. And they just turn around. Like, no, there was nothing to suggest that they would shut down Patrick Mahomes and beat the Chiefs and then basically shut down the Bills and Josh Allen and beat the Bills on the road, things just change. And maybe the Broncos are going somewhere. Maybe they're – but they dug themselves such a big hole. It's so hard to get out of one and five that I don't know that they can really make the playoffs, but at least Sean Payton's going to go into year two feeling good. Russell Wilson is playing well. Maybe not where he was in Seattle, but playing well. But with the Bills, ah, boy, I mean – Look, we talked about this, and I thought it might be the 49ers, where every year one of the 
teams we think as a top five team misses the playoffs. It just mm-hmm. happens every yep. year, sometimes multiple times a year. And this year it looks like the Bills. It just looks like nothing is fitting with them. And I'll tell you this: like I, I know they, they, you know, they fired Ken Dorsey this morning. Uh, I, I don't know that necessarily he deserved that, but something had to change. But what really struck me, and I tweeted about it a lot last night: James Cook had not fumbled uh, at all this season, and he'd fumbled once as a rookie. So he's about—I I don't know how many games he played exactly last year—but he's about in his 25th NFL season. And on the first play of the game, he loses his second fumble. Now that that stuff happens. Like that just. You're you're playing against other defenders. Sometimes you lose the ball, and Sean McDermott benched him for a quarter and a half, mm-hmm. and probably wouldn't have even gone back to him had they not just fallen behind nine zip. I, I, I and then you know James Cook goes and rushes for or you know he gains 120 yards total during that quarter and a half. He could have helped you. It was but when he benched James Cook for one fumble, his first fumble of the year, I kind of like said. There's a coach who's kind of gripping it right now. There's a coach who's just he has no idea like what to do. Hey, I'm just I'm just going to bench this running back because he fumbled once. Well, he didn't bench his receiver for dropping an interception. He didn't bench the quarterback for throwing a couple, you know, throwing a bad interception and fumbling later. So I just look at Sean McDermott as a guy who is almost hitting the panic button right now. He doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know what to do with his team. They're not dead, but they're certainly not alive at five and five. They look they just look like they're having one of those seasons. So are the Broncos actually figuring this thing out? I know it's right where you live right now, Frank, and you get plenty of Bronco content. What do we take away with this team that had a really slow start, the defense is starting to get healthy, and Russell Wilson, at minimum, looks competent? Yeah, and I think that I I don't know what happened on defense. But the crazy thing to me is, legitimately through four games, uh, five games, whatever it was, before the Kansas City game on Thursday night, they look like one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. Gave I mean, up they 70. literally gave up 700 yards and 70 points on Velvets. Russell Wills could talk all he wants last night about, oh, uh, I heard all this stuff you guys were talking about the defense, but I knew they were good. No, you didn't. No, no. The, the stuff we were talking about the defense was they just gave up 700 yards and 70 points, the first defense in NFL history to do that in the same game. Like, right. th- this wasn't some made-up thing. They were terrible. But then suddenly the defense turns around. I, I, I just think that... You know, we thought coming into the year, hey, maybe the Broncos are going to be good. Sean Payton, big upgrade. And I probably made the mistake of not giving Payton enough credit for it's going to take him a little bit of time to turn it around, but he will turn it around. And I think he has. And I think the team's going to be competitive the rest of the year. They're, it was still a slog last night. It was still a struggle. They needed to be plus four in turnover ratio and get a, a, a 12 men on the field penalty at the end to win that game. I mean, it's not like they just dominated the Bills, but... You could tell for the rest of the season they're going to be a pretty tough out, and then they feel pretty good about themselves going into Peyton's second year next year. Uh, the New England Patriots, is, is Belt Belichick going to be a part of Black Monday? If they do get a high draft pick and they're trending in that direction and they've got to take a quarterback as one's there, is Belichick going to be the guy that the Crafts uh, trust to develop him, or does there is there is there some way out of this seemingly untenable mess between where the Patriots are and the one of the best coaches in any sport, maybe the best coach in any sport in the history of sports. Yeah, and and that's why the one thing I don't see happening is him getting fired during the season because you know you've heard rumblings about oh if they lose in Germany, I, I he's just there's only a few coaches. Look, every coach is going to get fired. A lot of coaches get fired during the season. I don't even think it's that bad. Look at the Raiders; like they've done a 180 since they fired their coach. Panthers did last year. It could be okay to fire your coach during the season. But there are a few guys who deserve better than that. And Bill Belichick deserves better than that, flat out. Like, he does not deserve to get fired in the middle of the season. And if they do, I think it would look really bad on the crafts, to be honest. No matter how bad it gets, they could go 2-15. It still would look bad on the crafts to fire a guy 
who won six Super Bowls for you and turned around your franchise and, and made it a multi-billion dollar franchise, basically. They remember how bad that franchise was when he got there. So, but, you know, yeah, like you said, the day after the season, you got to, I don't know. And it wouldn't bother me. I think people would flip out, and I don't know why. We get in this state, and I think it's kind of, this trickles out from the SEC for so many years, that anytime you lose a game, anytime you have a bad season, you got to fire the coach. Like, you there's no context to it. You just, hey, Mississippi State, we got to fire the coach. Well, I guess, like, oh, what good does that do you? If Robert Kraft said, I got the best coach in football history, I'm not just firing him for no reason. We're going to keep going with Bill. I wouldn't bother me. I get it. I totally get it. But I also would kind of understand that, hey, we've had an unbelievable run that's never been seen before in football, but we need a new voice. We need something new. We need a new personnel approach. I think that's what's killing Bill Belichick. I don't know what they do. And it's really tricky because unless it's mutual, unless Bill just says, guys, I'm 72, I'm fine. I'll just go and be on my boat for the rest of my life. Then, then I, yeah, okay. But if they just fire, it's going to be messy one way or another. It's going to be really fascinating. I do. I will say this, just to sum up, I don't think Bill Belichick is our coach next season. I, I just think that it's going to be time, and I'll move on. But I can guarantee you one thing: the next head coach of the New England Patriots will not be as good as Bill Belichick. That's for sure. I mean, we know that going yeah. in, right? Yeah, that's a given. We get the matchups this week between the AFC North teams starting on Thursday with the Bengals at the Ravens. Steelers and Browns get together on Sunday. How does this shake out? Who wins this division? Mm. Oh, man. I, I mean, I think it's the Browns. I, I just, because of the schedule, because the Bengals and the Ravens, I, I believe, play the first and fourth toughest remaining schedules, respectively. The Browns are somewhere around 22nd. I wrote about this in Power Rankings today. It's in there. <laughs> that, I mean, you just look at it, at, at, and, you know, I mean, in Deshaun Watson starts, I don't assign records to quarterbacks. I think that's nonsense. But, and Deshaun Watson starts, the Cleveland Browns are 5-1. and one. Now, one of those, he got knocked out early, so we'll dismiss that. 4-1 and one is still pretty telling that, that when they have a competent quarterback in there, we could discuss whether Deshaun Watson's worth the money or the trade or what, blah, blah, blah. He is obviously their best choice. When they have their best choice of quarterback, they're 4-1 in his starts. I think they're ascending. The defense is really good. Watson looks healthy. And the schedule just sets up for them to kind of overtake the Ravens and win that division. So I think it's the Browns. I, I think the Ravens might be the best team, but just the way the schedule is right now, the Browns, I, I believe, win that division. I think the Bengals are really up against it. Yeah, they got a tough schedule. They, I mean, when you start the season, like we just talked about the Broncos a little bit ago, when you start the season with like a one and three, like the Bengals did, you can't, you just can't lose a game like they did Sunday to the Texans. Stroud's awesome. I love him, but you just can't. Like you've put yourself in a position where you have to win every winnable game on your schedule and probably steal a couple more. In addition to that, they go to Baltimore on Sunday, on Thursday, and lose. I mean, they're a 500 team with it, with what seven games left. I, it it couldn't be really tough for them at that point to win that division. Although there is an outlier to this discussion of slow starts, and that's those Minnesota Vikings. They started one and four. And they look as though they're headed to the playoffs. Frank Schwab with Josh Dobbs. What a story that would be. Do you see this team as a playoff team? Yeah. I, who else in the NFC? That's that's where we got to start. Like, I'm not trying to. I'm not going to start by disparaging Vikings, but let's be real. Who else is the number seven seed in the NFC? Like, I mean, it's there's nobody who wants it, especially out of the NFC South or the Packers or anything like that. This is just a, it's a, a six team NFC at some, and somebody had to get the seventh seed. But the Vikings, I mean, we're you know almost a Thanksgiving. The Vikings have not lost a game by more than seven points yet. I mean, they are very close to being some eight and two type of team. And to me, I was 
you know, we talk gambling here, but amongst us, every once yes, in a while, we I do. was shocked. On I, I looked Monday morning, and I was like, Kevin O'Connell's still ten to one to win Coach of the Year. He's third. Like, who's done a better job than Kevin O'Connell this year? They lost Justin Jefferson, and what do we all say? Oh, you got to trade Kirk Cousins. Yep. I think we talked about that. Yeah, right we now. did. Yep. You got to trade Kirk Cousins. It's over. Okay. Well, they didn't. Kirk Cousins just blows out his Achilles, and you're like, oh my goodness, it's over. And they trade for Josh Dobbs, who had just been benched and traded by one of the worst teams of football, the Arizona Cardinals, and. Kevin O'Connell is literally like explaining plays into the headset for Josh Dobbs that game in Atlanta. They beat them. They beat the Saints, who are the Saints are a better team on paper, roster wise, than the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sorry, they are easily. I, I mean, you go player by player, you would take the Saints every single day. But the Vikings had a better coach. They have an elite coach. I think Kevin O'Connell's a really, really good coach. You look back at last year, we screwed up the coach of the year voting, didn't we? Brian Dable didn't, yeah. shouldn't have been coach of the year. With his nine wins, it should have been Kevin O'Connell with his 13 wins. We got so caught up in, well, they're lucky. They're, they're, so, they're going to regress. They're so lucky. They're 11-0 in close games, all the kind of stuff. Where you realize that, yeah, they were. I don't discount that, but... Having an elite coach, it does matter in close games. Like, there's a reason Josh McDaniels never won a close game with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's Kevin O'Connell's a, a top, is he a top five coach already? He might be. And for me, if he doesn't win coach, if they end up going to the playoffs this year and he doesn't win coach of the year, that would just be a travesty to me. Frank, your old stomping grounds, you grew up in Wisconsin watching the Packers. We saw a quarter century of great quarterback play, certainly not getting it now. The Bears have gone 80 years since Sid Luckman to see good quarterback play. Which of those organizations is set up for the future? If you had to make a bet, who's going to have the next decade or so of competence and maybe playoff bids, division titles between the Packers and Bears, who would you bet on? I'd, I'd almost bet on the Bears just because it looks like the Panthers are going to get the first pick and they got to give it immediately to the Bears, obviously, from that trade. And I do believe in both guys at the top of the draft, actually. I, I love Caleb Williams. I think he should go first. I think he will go first. But some people who I really, really respect they say, nope, Drake May is better. And I mean, so I think the Bears are getting one of those two guys. And I don't think that they pass on one of those two guys for Justin Fields. I, I just think that they say, well, we'll trade Justin. We're going to start over Caleb. We have, we're pretty much, we're pretty well set up with the uh, salary cap to maximize a guy on his rookie deal if Caleb's as good as advertised. So I, I think the Bears are just set up well that way. They're almost going to back into it, right? Like, it's hard when you have the first pick of, of a draft that has Caleb Williams and Drake made and not land a good quarterback. Whereas the Packers are good foundationally, their, their franchise is good. I, there's a reason they've won for so many years, and it's not just the quarterback. So I don't think the Packers are going to be down that long, but they are in the quarterback abyss. I mean, what do you do? I don't think Jordan loves the answer. Mm-hmm. I thought he might be back in August. I was like, oh, maybe it's Jordan. No, I, I just uh, you haven't seen it from him yet. I don't think he's the guy. So I, I think the Packers are going to just be in that we're searching for a quarterback mode for the next three, four years where the Bears are going to find their guy in April. Mm. Panthers thought they found their guy. Jury's out uh, so far on Mr. Young. Yeah. shall see. Hey, Frank, we're out of time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We'll talk with you in December. Thanks for popping on, Frank. We appreciate it. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Yep, good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, as we catch up with our buddy, Wisconsin Born, raised, educated, uh, now working for Yahoo Sports, where he covers the NFL. Circus Sports sponsors Trent's Plays of the Day. It's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.7. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him.
All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back again. Last, well, not your last chance. You've gone until tip tonight. But uh, Miller and Condon Twitter account, your opportunity to see Illinois, Iowa. Uh, you know the drill. Closest Creighton, Iowa. Closest without going over. Use the hashtag Fuller Dental. First one to get the number owns the number. Dot, dot, dot. Let's make some plays, Trent. Yeah, Mr. Monday Night. It was hot last night. College basketball, hot for me. Three and one last night. We're going back to the well with seven games in college hoops. One in college football. College football action. You know, I love my Eastern Michigan. Not this year. Boy, they stink offensively. Give me Akron plus the four. College basketball tonight. Wofford. They're getting 31 and a half in Tennessee. <laughs> Grab it with the Terriers. Your about, number says 29. It does, yes. <laughs> uh, how about Hofstra, the pride? They're getting one and a half at GW. We'll jump on that one. Wright State, we're laying two and a half at home against Toledo. Moorhead State, they're laying four and a half against Mercer. Loyola of Chicago, big number against UIC. We'll lay it with the Ramblers. Take 11 and a half. Arkansas State, the Red Wolves, minus nine and a half, and wrap it up with South Dakota, plus the nine at DePaul. <laughs> there you go. If you missed any of those, you can find them on the Action Network sent, uh, search, rather, Trent Condon. Yes. Simple as that. All his picks, his record to date, every one of his plays posted and verified right there. Murph and Andy coming up in six minutes to drive with Heather and, no, with Sean and me whoa How about that three to six we'll see, we'll talk to you then it's des moines sports station 106.3 kx no